0: Any question tonight? Any questions from Dr. Santhasindhu? Hmm. Um the term Bhav or Rati used in so many different ways. I was if you could maybe give a kind of a more comprehensive breakdown of that. Well, Rati and Bhav are synonymous and the uh, the general way in which it's used most most readily is in relation to the stage of bhakti that um, is termed bhava bhakti in which the emotive aspect of bhakti is fully manifest and operative in the life of the devotee. Prior to attaining bhava bhakti, one is engaged in sadhana bhakti which is a form of practice in which the senses are in contact with the bhakti of hearing, chanting, um, and so on and so forth. Hmm? Um, But the emotive component bhakti is not uh, uh, manifest. There may be a semblance of that we call um, then um, bhava-abhās and there are different kinds of bhava-abhās but relative to the uh, practitioner who's cultivating the ideal of Godisampradaya, It uh, comes in the form of a shadow, a blessing, a, a, a kind of a precursor of what life could be like in bhakti, something like that. Um, um, some uh, that's a good 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 fortune, um, and and prior to attaining the the bhava bhakti, then. Um, We have emotions, we may invest our emotions, so to speak, in bhakti, Hmm. and we can give our heart, so to speak, Hmm. but that's not the same as bhava-bhakti taking over the heart, if you will, taking over the mind, as it does. Um, Of course, in the higher stages of sadhana-bhakti and ruchi and asakti, the beginning of that what's called bhava bhakti starting to make ingress into the into the jiva heart is cleansed at this point in, in um, sadhana bhakti and ruchi so there's room for that um, positive spiritual desire and as i explained the desire if you will that uh, for bhakti the taste for bhakti that is characterizes ruchi in a um in the in principal way, there are marginal characteristics, like not wanting anything else, but the principal characteristic is desire for bhakti, that is a desire for a particular um, type of bhakti, a particular taste of bhakti, and if it weren't, if it were generic, then it wouldn't have a corresponding object, hmm? that's particular. That corresponding object of bhakti manifests in asakti, and one glimpses one's One's prospect as a uh, an identity, as much as attachment is the basis of identity. Hmm. So attachment to Krishna in a particular form of Krishna, hmm. based on desire, taste, and so forth, this is the basis of one's identity. So it's kind of glimpsed, if you will, and and uh, one's bhakti is fully informed. One enters in, into bhava bhakti. Entering into bhava bhakti, then that's this is the term bhav used in that way, and um, that's the beginning. Hmm. It's not that you enter into bhav-bhakti and your stay bhav is fully manifest. So, no, that's a, it, that bhav-bhakti is is a particular internal culture that culminates in attaining the sthaya-bhav fully, and which is a dominant emotion, as I've explained earlier, it's an emotion that defines one. Hmm. So... It's synonymous, in a sense, with identity. So one steps into the identity. And so there's a there's a culture of that which involves various types of bhavs hmm, that constitute the ingredients of rasa, putting them together. Hmm? Anubhavs, appropriate anubhavs, um, Relative to the ideals and uh, sadhika and all these come together, they, they arise hmm, out of the ocean of the basis, the sthayi like clouds, and they rain back down into the ocean. And so, as they rain back down, then when attains surup sort of city. Hmm, then one enters into the lila of Krishna, hmm? manifests somewhere, is the idea. And um, therein, one gets further association, this now in this sense, with the different associates of Krishna and the lila, and then the Staibhav will be fuller developed. So you can understand that, just from this example, that the sthayibhava... And bhakti, preem, and, uh, and bhava, in general, all these things, is they are all coming from outside. Hmm? You, you, you you've attained your sarup city, and still you have a distance to go. And what is the method? Association. Hmm? So, from the beginning, Chaitanya Charitamrita says that sadhusanga is the mool, the janma, the root, the birthplace of bhakti. Hmm? And it's not that you can get some generic form of bhakti hmm, from someone who has baba and holds it back, <laughs> so to speak, and somehow gives you some generic form of bhakti that you then work with and decide what Baba you will take or so. I've heard ideas like this. This is this is not the not the idea. No, every sampradaya is defined. We talked last night by its Tattva Vishadvaita. Dweta dweta, Sudha dweta, be, beda bede, achinti beda bede, and this tatva is the ground, hmm? the, the 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 canvas, as I like to say, on which the art of the bhava will manifest. So it corresponds with the bhava. Hmm? You can't go to the Sri Sampradaya and get gopi bhava. Why not? They hear and chant. They worship. Hmm? No. Yeah. So these sampradayas are, are are defined in a sense by their what they're giving. They're giving something specific. Hmm? That's why they differentiate. They're different from one another. Hmm? If it was just you get bhakti and then then based on something inside of you, you know, that something comes out and so then you can get it anywhere. Any Sampradaya wouldn't make any difference. Why are the different Sampradayas? Yes?
1: Uh, within the material realm, I acquire a body according to the material energy. Yeah. Uh, Mahamaya.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this roop Shakti is also providing... I mean, it's a perverted reflection of the the fact that the roop Shakti is providing the vehicle by which I render spiritual service, just like in the material realm I'm giving an an elephant or a cat or a dog or a human based on how that Shakti is influencing me? Is it something like that? Yeah.
0: And so, you know, raccoons like fish. It's not inherent in the the Atma. It's relative to his body, which is constituted of Maya Shakti. Hmm? So the desires of the jiva are relative to the influence of the Maya Shakti in this world. And the spiritual desire we relative to the influence of the sarup Shakti. Hmm? And the Srupa Shakti, the desires that result from association with the Srupa Shakti, which is coming through the Parampara you know, in a particular way, hmm? the result of the, 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 the that spiritual desire under that influence is that this desire itself takes a shape? Now I've said before, um, obviously that we teach that you're not the body. Another way you could turn around, I could, could I could convince you you are the body, hmm? and be philosophically correct also in that the body, the material body, is is you. In that it's you're uh, the desires that are you're identified with, hmm? so to speak. Hmm? Um, so we're kind of identified by our desires, by our attachments, and, and so on. So I'm just giving an example. So, yes, so through the Guru Parampara, then certain kind of form of this a certain form of Bhakti, certain dispensation of Bhakti, Mahaprabhu came to give a special dispensation. Hmm? Can What's that
1: it? likened to the modes of material nature and the way they
0: yeah. influence the material body of the... Yeah, you got Ladini, Sandini, some bit. You can like it at the Rajasthamas and Gunas but, uh, and Sattva, something like that. Hmm? So they're there elemental constituents of the sarup Shakti and there are certain configurations of that that, that, that correspond with certain Babas. That's why, as I'm saying, when you enter into Sarub City and then you take birth in the Leela, there's a further development of the the bhav and which is really your identity, hmm? In terms of the of Sneha, Man, Pranai, Rag, Anurag, Mahabhav. These are all developments of the Stai Bhav that 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 Um, correspond with the, with the kind of bhakti that's being offered in our sampradaya. And, and the particular stai bhav, if you have stai bhav for gopi bhav, or, or, or sakya bhav, hmm, then this development of sneha man pranaya ragnarag, would be different, or vatsali bhav, in another sampradaya, for example. It'd be, but it will be different. So, if you're a priyanarma sakha, this is the, then it'll be different than if you're a priya sakha. Hmm? that development that goes on in the leela, through association with the parikars, the associates of Krishna. hmm? Um, So it's it's specific. hmm? And yes, like the gunas, you know, you get a rajasic body, a tamasic body. But the difference here between the material body and the spiritual body, where there's a similarity, as you're asking about, hmm? The difference of course is that the material body is Achit, Asat, Nirananda. And the Swarup Shakti that the spiritual body is a manifestation of is not Achit, Asat and Nirananda. It's Satchitananda to the extreme, so to speak. Hmm? Some bit. These are different ways of saying be bliss, knowledge and existence, but they're um, they pertain to the sarup shakti, not to the jeev shakti. But there's these are two subjective elements: atma and the sarup shakti. The, the, the atma, the jiva shakti, is is consciousness. Hmm? It's not part of the achit world. It's not inert. So, therefore, um, the 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 ingress maya shakti can never make ingress into the sarup. Into, into the into, excuse me into the into the jiva shakti, but the Sarup shakti can. Hmm? In the it's in the same way that love can make ingress into a person. I've given this example before. I'm a person. I fall in love. I'm the same person, but I'm different, hmm? because I have the capacity to love. I've met someone. I have fallen in love, and their influence. Hmm? is now making me different. Somewhat. I'm the same person, but I'm different in the eyes of others, perhaps, or I feel different, and, and so on and so forth. So there's a kind of a mixture there, if you will. It's very, very subtle. So, so, yes, the Srupshakti shakti provides the form, hmm? is, the sh- is the shape that your prame will take, and you step into that shape, if you will. And um, it corresponds with the spiritual desire that is manifest within you. So, I said, you know, you have material desires, you have a corresponding body, as much as you are your desires, you're that body, you can say. But this is more so in relation to the spiritual body. Hmm? Yeah.
1: So we, we accept what we call Vaishnavism, uh, you know, yeah four main son for diocese. but you said the you mentioned that the, you know it's, it could be even broader than that I mean we we have we have the possibility of a Jesus and, mm-hmm. and of course maybe that's not appropriate because that's a heavenly materially heavenly thing but if there is a spiritual aspect to a, a you know a Jesus or a, a Jewish
0: I don't think Jesus was talking about a temporary place himself. No. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, so therefore, it's—I mean—those possibilities, although independent of those four main Vaishnav Sampradayas, those other possibilities are there
0: theoretically. Yeah. And um, you know, there are reports from that side. Hmm? Some saintly people in Catholicism, for example, of some. Well, what the reports are we'd have to examine and see. I don't know if they're as graphic. They do have artistic depictions of the heavens and the angels and and so on and so forth. Now I've not I've studied it, but these may be the imaginations of artists of the time depicting the heavens rather than experiences of mystics that report hmm, the the nature of the the realm of their experience, which is the case in the case in, 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 in Vaishnavism and in the scriptures the, uh, of the Vaishnavas and so forth, you, you find these detailed descriptions. I don't think you find those detailed descriptions of you know Michelangelo's paintings of the heavens or whatnot uh, in the Bible. So I think they're kind of a European imagination of what it must must be like, something like that. Now, there could be corresponding heavens, but, you know, that's theoretical. So we have to get a report, first-hand report, of the first-hand subjective internal meditative experience of the saint. Now, there are saints of extraordinary character, even with mystic powers in that have been documented in Catholicism. But what they're reporting is their experience of love of God, um, I don't know, and I don't know how much that has been, you know, they, re- they reported. So, so the it could be it could be a nirvishesh, you know, idea, or it could be sabishesh. It could be with qualities, but it's certainly not like you don't hear about in the descriptions of Vaikuntha from them. So the tendency would be to think they're describing, they're experiencing something says they're experiencing experiencing beyond worldliness, hmm? um, and the Atma, the bliss of the Atma. Hmm? Um, they can get mystic powers, maybe, maybe, you know, some. They they talk about a beatific vision without giving any detail, so it's vague. So you can't really say. But theoretically, the Gita says, as you approach, then you know. Uh,
1: the difference between revelation an imagination. There is a difference. <laughs> only the, only the saint is going, to be able to, is going to be able to listen to the description and make a determination. Somebody that's actually been there can say, well, that corresponds or doesn't correspond.
0: What you have in Vaishnavism that's very powerful, I think, is you have the descriptions and then you have a whole philosophy that supports the descriptions and explains the descriptions of the of the experience and so forth. So it's, it's uh, the idea that it's imagination-only uh, or materially based or culturally based and so forth uh, is, um, is, is brought into question. And, and, and um, obviously it's also true that you are limited in your exp- ability to report and explain, hmm? given the limits of language and mind and so forth, so you may draw from your cultural experience to explain that, and then your cultural experience becomes a metaphor for what that is. Hmm? Um, it's not the other way around. Um, 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 something like that. You, you. So, at any rate, I was saying you enter into the Srupa city and then you enter into the lila of Krishna. Hmm? And you get more association, and then your sthayi bhav will develop relative to what it is in terms of these these developments and stages. And um, and so in, in that there's a mahabhav, for example. Sometimes we say bhav, mahabhav, but the bhav and the mahabhav are actually the same. So mm, mm, this is, what, what can I say? You know, and, and there's all kinds of Rudha Mahabhav, Adiruddha Mahabhav. Adiruddha mm. Madan, Adiruddha Modan Mahabhav. Uh, these are all, I mean, these are just words that be, mean full-blown. F- and f- you know, Adiruddha. Uh, uh, Ruddha means full-blown, Adiruddha means like fully, fully blown, you know. <laughs> so, you know, you don't, you, people get caught up in the words and the technical, you give them a translation and they're, that's what they're saying. Fully blown, Way blown out, Bob. <laughs> uh, literally, that's what Buddha means—like fully blown, you know, fully. So, but uh, so there's some kind of. It's really. It, it sounds quantitative, but it's 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 kind of more qualitative, quality of Bhava, different qualities. So, the words used in different ways, but the, the more the most consistent way in which it's used is is, um, in relation to bhava-bhakti, distinguishing it from sadhana-bhakti and that bhava-bhakti is a ray of the sun of bhakti and the prime, of preme, excuse me, and the characteristic of the um, the preme-bhakti is the intensification of the bhava. Hmm, This is a I believe the primary characteristic. So, uh, Bob is the ray of the sun of praying, and Prem is the intensification of that Bob. So, the ray has become like like the sun.
1: Hmm. I guess what could be confusing is they often use the term Rati a lot.
0: Rati it's means like, Bob.
1: So, it's, it's like a well, while they choose one or the other.
0: Oh, well, well, we do that in English too. Yeah. We have different words to describe the same thing. Rati is, um, it also means love. It may also mean, um, um, it can describe material love. Hmm. So you have to look at the context, but Rati, Bhav, as we we're talking about it, It's the same. So, you have Sakya Rati, Sakya Bhava, then you have Sakya sakyarasa. Mm. But the Sakya Prem or Madhurya Prem, Madhurya Rasa, is based on Madhurya Bhava and its intensification. So sometimes even that Madhurya Rasa is referred to as, as Madhurya Bhav, you know, Gopi Bhav. But here it means Gopi bhav, fully developed, mm-hmm. into into prime. So, yes. what else? Higher topic? Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Uh, we hear that we're to look at this, the body of the spiritual master as entirely spiritual, as as a spiritual body and to worship him in that way uh, my question is how to not fall prey to uh, offenses because naturally that becomes difficult when the spiritual master has a stroke uh, when the spiritual master, uh, at the end of life, appears to lose his memory. Mm -hmm. So how to reconcile that for the neophyte so that it does not become an offense to the lotus feet of the spiritual master?
0: Well, there's different ways to think about that. Um, And... um, uh, As much as the the sadhakadeha, this practitioner's body, for example, that the the sadhu appears in, um, perfects, if he will, Um, it's as I've described a work in in progress, the sadhakadeha. So, someone, uh, the idea develops the perfects the sadhakadeha by only engaging the senses in relation to sense objects for the pleasure of Krishna, and the mind becomes. Consumed by such bhakti and so forth and we take that body and we put it in samadhi it becomes a sacred place it, you don't know, cremate that body hmm. um, it's, it's, so it's a way of saying this is perfected and then we you know now in the modern society we have photographs and so you preserve the picture you know for forever so to speak and you're meditating on a, on a moment in eternity that manifested in time and space is the way you think about it, right? Um, so um, that said, of course um, the um, examples of those who are said to have attained the paravyom in their sadhaka day, like a druva the self-same body went there where we have the idea of Rupa Goswami and Goswami's appearing as Brahman boys and Goralila and so forth. The excuse me. The idea there is that they they attain this realm with a sadaka purified sadaka deha, but still it undergoes some kind of like. They appear more youthful or something like that in that sadhakadeha. Hmm? Um, um, it's one of the mysteries of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the, the purification of the sadhakadeha. It's kind of like a transubstantiation, to use a Catholic term, where the bread and the water, the, water, what is it the wine and the bread turns into the, the blood and the body or something like that, isn't it? Of, of Jesus, where a material item takes on a spiritual quality. Prabhupada would explain it like the difference between a gold box and a gold-plated box. Hmm? Mm -hmm. So the sadhaka day becomes a gold-plated box. For all intents and purposes, it's a gold box, but but, um, it's really only gold-plated, something like that. I don't know, you know, I don't think a Dhruva went in a gold-plated body, you know. So, as I said, there's some further, you know, development for for the idea of actually entering and appearing in that, that form. Hmm? Slightly different, but uh, um, but it's not talked about. Um, now, that all said, obviously, the sadhakadeya is going to get old hmm? and it's uh, going to deteriorate before our eyes and so forth. And there may, you know, be disease, old age, dementia. Um, as you're losing memory, I experienced that with some sadhus Um, and so forth. And um, uh, one way to look at that is, of course, uh, in general, the the vehicle that you have determines the ability to which you're going to express yourself either in conditioned life or in liberated life through hmm? and so if the, the vehicle breaks down the ability to express yourself through it would be would be limited i guess what you're saying is well if it's supposed to be fully spiritual how can it be limited hmm? how can it but it has to undergo you know the 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 it has to, you know the, the same question would be well why does it die hmm. if it's a perfected body at all uh, well these are mysteries but it does die you know it, it, it and and it, it does undergo other symptoms of old age and so on and so forth and you in, in a way it you can say it's how Krishna's ending the the, the the, uh, the the uh, life in this world and and he does it in terms in, in which the, the world works. Uh,
1: sometimes says uh, Krishna supports the mentality of the atheist.
0: Yeah, that's her argument. Like so, you know, So that's what I'm saying. He does it in the way this world her, How did Krishna die? by getting shot by an arrow in the foot when you hear of his exploits elsewhere where all kinds of things happened to him and you know, didn't even phase him. Now, just by an arrow in the foot he's gonna die. So you put it all together and you go, Well that doesn't make sense, you know, he could have died a thousand times, you know. He went in and got swallowed by Agasura, you know, <laughs> you know, these things are way more powerful than and foreboding than getting shot in the foot by an arrow. Hmm. And so the idea is that, well, this is a pastime. So sometimes I've heard them say, and Gurudev is now performing his pastime of forgetfulness. I never liked that too much, you know. But they do say that a lot in India. And, uh, and, and there we're there to serve and so forth. I look at it more as this is just, an, you know, an aspect, an inevitable aspect of the Sadaka day and the way it works and, and, and so forth. And, and um, it's not necessarily the case that um, that because the vehicle doesn't work to express oneself, one is not fully experiencing what he or she could express um, as far as it can be expressed. Otherwise, um, early, even before that, say like that dementia or something, Alzheimer's came, but the vehicle doesn't doesn't provide the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the way. other the way to look at it: this comes on so that the devotee can go completely internal, and and he's fully internal. And sometimes devotees without that become internal and don't take give any audience. And this was said to be the case of Bhaktivinoda over for the last four years of his life. You know, he couldn't have his audience. Mm-hmm. So this is another way in which you can't have the audience, and and and. Krishna, you could say, is, you know, or the srup Shakti is providing mm. in, in an atmosphere, an environment mm. such that he can go completely internally without any disturbance of having to give audience. And, and still we can have, some, but it's a special blessing, so you can have some audience and some, some basic seva and so forth, something like that. So there are different ways to... to uh, to think about it, Um, and I suppose uh, there may be other instances in in which the Guru is not fully developed. Hmm. Uh, But still, in all instances, uh, uh, well, not in all instances, but higher devotees who are really qualified to do that kind of a service and so forth, um, the, the removal of karma is like a small part of the whole culture. We're talking about entering into the lila and developing pranay and barag, anurag, bab, mahabab. This is like so far at the other end of the spectrum from removing karma. Hmm. (laughs) That's like the beginning. Hmm. And so in the beginning so much parabdha karma is removed so that one can practice hmm, all the bad parabdha karma they say. Um, and uh, answering bhava-bhakti, it's uh, up to karma, it's all, all removed. So then, how does the devotee stay in the world? That's the question, because what body is karma. Hmm? So, Krishna then gives karma to the devotee. This is described in the Scripture. Krishna gives karma hmm, to him, to... Keep him in, 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 in the world to culture bhava and, and, uh, he told Sanatana, I have work for you, you can't, you can't throw your body under the, he told Sanatana, Mahaprabhu told Sanatana, you can't throw your body under the Rathiyatra card, I have things I want to do with your body. Hmm? So we call it Shobhana Karma. It's, it's, it means beautiful karma, arranged by Krishna. Hmm? So that Through that devotee, he can teach something. Like Bharat Maharaj, his attraction to the deer is called Shobhana karma. Krishna arranged it. Mm -hmm. And then we were taught a lesson through that. He became attached to the deer. He had to take birth as a deer. But as a deer, he remembered his previous life. And he deers have very good ears, so he'd sit in the forest and listen to the sadhus recite the Bhagavatam. And then in the next life, he became born as Judd Bharat, and so forth. Um, so there's something called Shobhana karma. So then the Shobhana karma is going to play out in ways that resemble ordinary karma. Hmm? But it's it's. you see in Bob, he's already liberated souls. So hmm, something Krishna's a, a, a arranged to keep in the world for doing something through him and for that devotees in bhakti, cultivating hmm, the... Um, the ideal, which, as you can see, still has some distance to go.
1: Mm. Mm. Mishwanath, just in what you're saying, when it comes to Judd he—it he, seems in the purports, his tikka to that section of the Bhagavatam, he goes out of his way to again and again repeat that Judd Bharat at that ste- Judd Bharat did not have a material body. Mm-hmm. He really goes. It seems just.
0: Well, the the, the the activities of Judd are pretty extraordinary. <laughs> you know, you <coughs> An ordinary material body wouldn't be able to do the things Jed Barad did either, so, yeah. So, yeah, he's he's uh, saying it's, it's a fully spiritualized sadhaka day. It's hard to think of because we think kind of, I think, in of material and spiritual in a kind of solid and, and um, airy, you know. Material is solid, spiritual is airy, or something like that um but uh, not necessarily so. Krishna hmm? well, has form w- why does matter have forms? Um, some argue that the sankhya of the bhagavatam where nature has tastes and and all say this is, is the idea that consciousness expresses itself in relation to matter, this primordial stuff, matter, and then it takes shapes. Hmm? And so the shapes become symbolic representations of the meaning-laden consciousness. Consciousness is full of meaning. Hmm? And so they become symbols, and then that's what we interact with. Hmm? in the world. And so meaning becomes encoded in matter, and it takes these different shapes, all the shapes of things. There aren't really things from this perspective. There aren't really things, but matter is is consciousness expressing itself into the primordial stuff of matter, which is kind of undifferentiated. And then it differentiates, it takes shapes that, again, become... And becomes encoded with meaning and, and 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 symbol of that, and then it's complicated. But then you interact um, with that. What was your question? <laughs> uh,
1: I guess the only aspect you haven't touched upon is as as a as a, uh, a neophyte devotee that mentally we may have a difficult time accepting that the spiritual master's body is spiritual when we see... It oh yeah, so
0: what's spiritual is the question, what's material, is it solid or is it airy or something like that. So, you know, from that perspective that I was just explaining, even the material world has... it's it's everything's more subjective, uh, if you will... Um, even matter is more subjective than we tend to think about it as being solid and spiritual, being airy. And really it's, it's a question of, well, if it's a question of consciousness, consciousness and, and in a sense also intention and so forth. So um, what's the difference between prame and calm? One is the desire to serve the senses. The other is the desire to serve Krishna's senses. So it has nothing to do with solid and area or anything like that. But that, that one who has the desire only to serve Krishna's senses, that's praying. That person has praying or is an embodiment of praying. Hmm? And one who has the desire only to serve the material senses is the embodiment of calm. Hmm? So and this is the material and spiritual divide. So we have a very different definition than what might be circling around in someone's head what's matter, what's material, and what's, what's spiritual. I mean, we have spiritual attachment. You know, we keep talking about detachment. It's a big part of spiritual life. And then, you know, we're really talking about it in the context of becoming attached. And we say, you know, the forms are here today and go on tomorrow, and there's spiritual forms. and So it's a very much more complex explanation of what is spiritual and subtle and what is material, hmm? So when we say the Sanatana's, Goswami's body was fully spiritual, why did it get all these sores when he, as he drank water and it, why if it was fully spiritual? So this, this is of course Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastime and he's teaching through that. And, and the body, the Gita says the body of these sadhus that you're talking about, that it's moving in the world prakriti So what makes it spiritual is it's moving under the influence of the sarup shakti That doesn't mean to say that, it, that if that particular shape or form won't deteriorate, it doesn't say anything about that. Hmm? But it, it, instead of being driven by the maya-shakti, it's being driven, he's being, she's being driven by the Sarup shakti hmm? And so the vehicle that he or she has is being used only for that purpose. Now, it may have a certain time period and it may break down like your car might at a certain point. But if you're only driving it for one particular purpose, hmm, you know, then that's kind of how it's defined. hmm? So, as being spiritual or material. So, I've got a material body, let's say. Okay, it's made up of certain things if you, you know, Cricket, it'll blood will come out. How is it spiritual? Well, it's only being used for satisfying the senses of Krishna, but it is a vehicle, hmm? um, constituted of certain elements, and that particular constitution and makeup will will break down in time. But its breakdown and the the extent to which the breakdown gets in the way of expressing the spirituality that was previously expressed through the vehicle that, that wasn't broken. Hmm? That breakdown doesn't make it material. Hmm? Um, it's not being used for any material purpose. It's not being s- m- s- moved by the, you know, the picture of the strings of the modes of nature. Uh, it was puppets like that. But, but by, by the Sarup shakti hmm? still it will undergo certain transformations and so forth but then you can call it a kind of a a, a lila of sorts but the determining factor whether it's material or spiritual is not whether it whether it whatever you know whether it starts showing a halo or something
1: so it seemed that The possibility of operat comes in from the misconception that...
0: Certain expectation, yeah.
1: When we we have this misconception that when we say spirit, we mean, oh, he can walk through a wall, so he's spirit.
0: Right, something like that, yeah. yeah.
1: Or he can walk on water. Yeah. He's spirit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It has nothing
1: to do with that. It has to do with how one uses their energy in service to the Supreme.
0: Yeah, you know that example of the Kumbh Mela, and the one sadhu said, you know, it was has to show their powers, you know, express their spirituality. So one guy walked on the water, and everybody was amazed, except for one Vaishnav. They said, "Well, you're not, you know, impressed." He said, "I could have done that for two rupees. I could cross on a boat. I spent (laughs) my whole life to do that, you know." So that was thought to be spiritual, but the Vaishnav was going on a boat like an ordinary person. But you know, he was. They had a different idea of what spiritual was, what was worth worth attaining. Yes?
1: <laughs> so, Maharaj, when we are using our senses to serve Krishna, can we say that the that moment the Vaishnava is influenced by the Svarupa Shakti?
0: Yeah, the, the bhakti is, is constant of the Svarupa Shakti. So even in sadhana bhakti, you're, you're in touch with the Svarupa Shakti but it hasn't reached a point where hmm, the manifestation of bhakti is full. So the, the emotive component, for example, as I said earlier, as we began, isn't manifest. That's why it's, it's not, you're not able to dispel maya. Hmm? Mm-hmm. But when Sadhana bhakti is kind of like bhakti in practice. So the imitation of a good thing is a good thing something like that, and you do bhakti with the senses, it's kind of mechanically and so forth, and then then bhakti, bhava-bhakti, bhakti proper, so to speak, manifests, then maya is dispelled because bhakti is fully manifest. Hmm? But it's not that there's no srupa-shakti, there will be no bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti is the influence of the srupa-shakti coming into your life. Hmm? if you come into touch with the guru parampara you are not coming in touch with the srup shakti you are hmm? and that's changing the course of your direction because you're only under the you're under the direction of the influence of the material energy now you're coming under the influence of of bhakti sadhana bhakti and sambandha gyan and so forth and and so on oh. yeah
1: uh, <clears throat> what why would be the i remain from a gloria perspective, when some people say, no, there is Appearance Day for Ramachandra, there is Appearance Day for Lord Krishna, there is Appearance Day for Mahaprabhu, but there is no Appearance Day for Narayana. So Narayana is
0: eternal. is the source. They, 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 they say, well, I mean, that's kind of a misunderstanding of what appearance means. Appearance means appearance before us. It's not that it's beginning in, a beginning in time or something like that. Appearance before our eyes, that's a great blessing. Hmm? Um, and the avatars are thought to be different forms in which Narayan makes his appearance before us. So how you know, do you want to separate Ram from Narayan? Hmm? It's Narayan making an appearance as a prince. Narayan making an appearance as this or that. Narayan's not appearing in the world as Narayan... Hmm. that's that's true but it doesn't say anything I mean in particular Um, and again it's a misunderstanding appearance here means disappearance somewhere else it's always 12 o'clock somewhere Hmm. it's all about cyclical time so everything's happening at all times that's one of the implications of cyclic cyclic time so everything's happening somewhere somewhere At all times. <laughs> Just like it's 12 o'clock somewhere all the time. Hmm? So it's, you know, it's a different idea of time and space. Space is closed, time is cyclical. In the modern world, time is linear and space is open. Hmm? So these are very different concepts. But anyway, yeah, so the appearance of Krishna. Um, so Krishna appears... Narayan doesn't appear therefore Narayan is the Supreme God I don't get the logic of that hmm. again the appearances are in this world hmm. and and for that matter we find Krishna appears as Narayan also hmm. he appeared as Narayan before the Gopis in Gopi Gita or Gita um, it's a book of Jayadev. Gita Govinda, Krishna appeared as Narayan. Hmm. Right? And the gopis paid obeisances and said, show us where Krishna is. Hmm. They weren't attracted to him. Hmm. But, Krishna could not appear as Narayan before Radharani. Hmm. So her bhakti would not allow four arms to manifest. So... He corresponds with her bhakti, and the kind of bhakti she has. We find in the Puranas, Lakshmi was interested in that. Hmm. She can't get Ryan to be like that. Hmm. So anyway, there it was uh, many arguments, obviously, for the for the um, Krishna as the origination the fountainhead of all. It, it it basically you know it, the origination is the connotation is, is there's time is involved it's more that in krishna we find things that we don't find in Orion. what we find in Orion we also find in krishna hmm? what do we find in Narayan? Hmm? you can say we find, find four arms krishna doesn't have four arms no no, no that's not what do we find we find we find uh, Shantarasa. We find Dasiras. This That's what he's about. Hmm? I mean, Orion is about, what is a person about? What they're about, you know, you, you, who they associate with, their relationships. Hmm? Right? Mm-hmm. So people fit in certain situations, social situations, and they don't fit in other ones. And so, what he's about is his feelings. Hmm? So he expresses the feelings these rasa of dasya and sak and and, and excuse me and uh, and shanta in Vaikuntha. Hmm? that's what he's about we find those in Krishna but we find other ones in Krishna so therefore so we therefore we say there's there's more um more transcendental possibilities in Krishna therefore he's more full if shanta and dasya are within him hmm, and something more. And in Narayan we find Shanta and Dasya. It's like you took the Shanta and Dasya out of Krishna and (smack) there's Narayan. Hmm? And then Narayan expresses that in different ways, as different avatars, you know, uh, different emotions in the moment. They're all Dasya or Shanta, but uh, particular ways, I guess you want to say, in which he expresses it. But this is what we mean. We just say practically we find these things in Krishna. And this is the whole argument. We say Krishna and Raya are one, but we find from from the point of view of Tattva, they're God. Hmm? But this expression of Krishna, there's m- m- more uh, full, hmm? more um, different kinds of... It, it, it fosters different types of relationships, nuance, and leelas. So he has... Lila Madhurya sweet Lila's you don't find uh, Narayan has very sweet and charming hmm? i mean you, you, we were reading she mercy was this morning the other morning he was talking about a lady he met and who was a Kali worshiper and they said is that what you who you want to be with after you die the associates of Kali and maid servants of a of a blood sucker yeah. <laughs> or, you know you know or you want to be the associate of Shiva, as a hobgoblin, the ghost, or something? Or would you like to be associate of Krishna? Hmm. Uh, so it's uh, obvious. Uh, obviously, Narayan is you know very nice, but um, it's Krishna leela. It's not Narayan leela that, that is popular in India. It's popular. What are the popular leelas in Krishna that have captured the imagination of the whole religious subcontinent? And from there extended out beyond the borders of, of Bharata, Ram and Krishna, hmm? Ram and Krishna everywhere. You hmm? know, I mean, you have temples of Narayan in, 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 in the south and so forth, but still, um, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, that, that form of Ganda does not afford humans the same capacity to bond with God as the human-like forms do. They, they afford a greater capacity for us as humans to bond with them. That's why we hear Krishna doing something human-like. And then we all smile, we all laugh, mm-hmm. this is nectar. He's like us. So there's a bond that is formed just by hearing that pastime, a bond, a connection. He's like... And that's the feeling in the brudge. He's one of us. He's one of us. Hmm? Not that he's different from us. He's one of us. Hmm? Intimacy. This is very peculiar. You won't find this anywhere. Hmm? So it, 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 it really does foster the kinds of love then that Krishna expresses in relation to his associates. Hmm? And And these forms, Ram and Krishna have captured the whole religious imagination of of India. Hmm? Even in, you know, you go to the Ramanuja Sampradaya, for example, they worship Narayan, but you go find, you find most people that want to be associates of Krishna or Ram. Hmm? And you you look at the alwars. The alwars in Ramanuja Sampradaya are are the precursors to... To Ramanuja, who came and systematized what they were about, what were in their poems, their mystic experience, and so forth. And some of them you find love, like Rukmini, yeah, in Alwar's. Hmm. That's bhakti, but high end of bhakti, in Dwarka. Hmm? Look at Madhva's main deity, Udupi Deity, in the Madhva-sampradaya. It's a deity of Krishna. It's Rukmini's deity of Krishna from from Dwarka. Hmm. It was found in a big ball of Tilak. Yeah. yeah, so and <laughs> uh, no Madhvas usually don't go that high but in but the Alvars do. Hmm. So I mean what's uh, you know, what's his name? Ramanuja. It's a name for Balram. It's not a name for Narayan. <laughs> because you can't be a Anuja. <laughs> Anuja means after birth, so after or be Anu. Yeah. is a name for Krishna. It's it's the brother of Balaram. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Is Lakshman. No, Lakshman is the younger brother. No. They're all younger than Ram. No. That's younger
1: than. Yeah, but
0: but so but. Ramanuja comes after Ram.
1: Ramanuja would be a name for Lakshman,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Coming okay. after.
1: Ram Ram. Ram.
0: He who comes after Ram. Yeah. Uh
1: huh.
0: Oh yeah. I, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Well, anyway, it's Ram or Krishna, or it's Krishna, he who comes after Ram. See, after Balaram. Comes Krishna, hmm. but either either case, this is not a, this is not a name for Narayan. So, this is the, the, the you know, these are the Krishna is the poor the avatar. So Narayan may be the full, but Krishna is the poor and avatar, and you relate more to the avatar who comes here so, anyway. And there are many, many, many. Hmm. I mean, the Vanquishers is a deity of Krishna. Hmm. Yeah, um, and. I mean, there are these big Narayan deities, Padmanab, you know, these are Vishnu, like, Vishnuma, Vishnu deities and so forth in some of the temples, but they all have deities of Krishna also in those temples. They all have a sh- shrine, so... So, Ram and Krishna, they've captivated the imagination. They are more attractive, that's the idea. <laughs> Yes. But we will further Mahaprabhu
1: even more attractive. To me, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. He's attractive. <coughs> uh, that story needs to be told more widely. That's our work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to popularize Mahaprabhu and to the extent that you know, that Ram and Krishna have been popularized. Mm-hmm. Of course. You no, know, it's he makes it difficult because he's hiding.
1: Right?
0: But we have good arguments to bring him out and expose him to the public. Jai <laughs> Man Mahaprabhu ki jai, Jai Ram ki jai, Lakshmi Narayan ki jai, Jai Govardhan Bhakti ki jai, Jai ki Jai,
1: jai.